Welcome to Sustainable 106. 106. Welcome yourself, you cheery, floppy-haired monkey, to Sustainable, your weekly friendly podcast all about people and the planet and the environment and why, despite everything being nosed up, we can have a little chuckle about it every now and then, ain't we up? Yes. And what have we got coming up this week then? Right, theme alert. Brace yourself. What happens when something really serious in the government goes down and people all have a meeting? What's the name of that meeting? Uh, the Pointless Meeting. Yeah, but it's got a name. Uh, come on, you know. Privy Council. No, come on, the serious Cobra! One. Cobra, that's right. So we're going to be talking about something that has caused a number of Cobra meetings, probably, which is Russia, Ruski, and the gas and all of that because it's been a big issue. We are also going to be talking about something which is... Uh, in the ground and staying in the ground where it will remain black jet black jet jet black right yeah yeah, yeah. Cobra, cobra jet, jet. okay yeah. right good uh, and that's in druridge bay where they ain't going to have a coal mine which is very good news uh, we will also be talking about well a rhino a very sad rhino oh. a dead rhino ah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and finally, we are going to be talking about a little thing which is potentially a wolf very much in a sheep's clothing for the Conservative Party. So that's wolf. Yes. Rhino. Yes. Cobra. Jet. I think it's time for a bit of this. Gladiators! Yeah. Oh, I used to love gladiators. Oh, oh. Do you reckon I could go on it? What, veganator? <laughs> veganators. Yes, that's right. We're going to be talking about all those things. Just the usual disclaimer before we go any further. Uh, if you have any beef with anything that we say, uh, don't fashion a email to our... <laughs> <laughs> to our bosses but take it up with me and him because although we do work for environmental charities these are very much our own views good well let's get on with it I'm sure there will be many Eureka moments <laughs> what's Eureka moments? Eureka oh Eureka yeah. Inhoff of the Week So, Inhofe time! This is the section named after a senator in America who is a poo head. <laughs> he is a poo head, or was he? Yeah, a, why, tell everyone else why he's a poo head. Tell the class why, he's a, why Inhofe is a poo head. Senator Jim Inhofe is a poo head because he says climate change isn't real simply because there is still snow. What a poo head! What a poo head! And he makes a big old noise about this. So we named this section of the show after him. Poo head of the week. And call other people poo heady Inhofe's. And this week, the poo heady Inhofe is someone who I think a lot of people think is a bit of a poo-heady enough, and that is Vladimir Putin. 
Oh, crikey Moses, do you think... I've got some important clarification questions before we go any further with this, all Right. Do you think Vladimir Putin listens to the babble? No, but he will have a robot that does because he's mad into AI. And uh, yes, so this will definitely get back to him. Do you think any of our babble listeners are in fact Russian bots? Yes, certainly. <laughs> and certainly the Twitter followers. Oh, that's definitely true, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're talking about Russia, uh, which is a place over there somewhere that's coming over here, probably knobbing off people in Salisbury, what may have been Russian, but trying not to be anymore. Yes? <laughs> sure, yeah, very delicately done. Thanks. Uh, yes, that is all true. Russia is an enormous place. It's, I can never get my head around how big Russia is, how much of the landmass of the world is Russia. It's bonkers. Yes, indeed. About a week ago or something like that. Now, well, that's one of these sort of knobbing off Russian spies things been going on for a couple of weeks, right? But about a week ago, everyone got their knickers in a twist about this. Prime Minister May saying that she will potentially cut off LNG and natural gas from Russia. You're not worried at all that the UK consumers will get behind the Prime Minister? Every country, every commercial operator, and every company is free to choose any supply at once. But let me stress once again that we are committed to continue our supply at the most competitive conditions, including the most competitive price. And should and I wanted to talk about it. Good. Um, ask me some questions about it. Is that because you've already talked about it on a rival podcast and yes. you didn't want to prepare for a different topic? Yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, On that one, I have to be sober and serious. And on this one, I can use words like poo head and <laughs> impaler. <laughs> right. OK, well, I'll ask you some questions about it. I guess the big question is, is Vladimir Putin, because he's cross with Theresa May, going to turn off the gas that comes to the UK? And that has another question implied, which is... Does loads of Russian gas come to the UK? Uh, no. Which bit we were Both bits. <laughs> okay, good. Yes, but uh, I thought it was interesting anyway. So, some facts, Sol. Here are some facts for you. Is this, I, is this like the battery episode facts? Oh. Episode 105. I think you should apologise. I do think... Uh, yeah, I am very sorry. Who should we apologise to first? Science. Science. Sorry, science. What is it? It's a rent in the space-time continuum. What is it? Yes, but these are these are real facts. We're going to understand the shit out of this so that we don't make mistakes <laughs> again, right? Now, uh, there was a very good article by someone actually who already has understanded the, the shit out of this, which is a guy called Simon Evans who writes for a website called Carbon Brief, mm. which is very good if what you want to learn about is science, specifically the science of exactly how buggered up climate mm. change is. And he done a thing basically saying, look, I've looked at it and we get about 1% of our gas from Russia. That's it. Uh, basically, we don't get very much. We get it almost all from Norway. Norway, uh, yeah, Norway, yeah. Apart from, and our own stuff comes out of the North Sea. So basically, if what you're worried about is the lights going off, don't pick a fight with a Norwegian. Yes, oh. Got my hand up because I went on British Gas's website earlier uh, to say you might throw where, where does where does our gas come from? And they've got a big diagram. Look, I'm looking at it, and it says a whole chunk of it comes from Europe via like pipelines, right? Yep, yep. And then it says into those pipelines comes gas from Norway, like what you said, but also from Russia. And it says 35 percent of Europe's gas comes from Russia, and then. 44% of the UK's gas comes from European pipelines. So doesn't that mean we're getting gas from Russia? Shut up and show me that. Hang on a minute. Um, uh, uh, 
Well, that's not what Simon Evans says <laughs> on Carbon Brief. Anyway, uh, what he says is that we get... <laughs> shut up, it's not... I don't know, it's what someone else says. No, what he says is that we get, like, a third of it out of our own sea, out of the North Sea. We get, like, a third of it off of Norway. And we get some, that leaves about sort of 10% or so, that comes through pipelines. It does, I haven't finished with the maths yet. Right, OK. Uh, which comes from say. Netherlands, which has its own gas, thanks very much. Right. Um, and Belgium, and indeed a little bit does come through Belgium, but that's hard any that's like a couple of percent right so then and then you've got uh, stuff shipped in from other places like qatar and that's and the liquefied natural gas liquefied right natural that's gas. in the, the huge great big domes on ships yes yeah yes but the stuff that comes from norway down the pipes is norwegian all i'm saying is that's what he said okay right Okay. It's not much, anyway. The point is, it's not much. And what Russia has done recently is they've invested in some liquefied natural gas facilities, all um, Play the liquefied natural gas facilities music, Dave. Oh, LNG. And you may remember, in episode 104, we talked about a tanker going over the Arctic for the first time. Well, that was going to this new liquefied natural gas facility in Siberia, where they've just built a thing to basically... What that allows you to do is ship gas, freeze it, bung it around the world, unfreeze it at the other end, and use it where you want. You don't need a pipeline, right? So we get some stuff from that. Anyway, this is boring. The point I wanted to make is this. No, we don't get a lot of gas from Russia, even if it was, like, you know, 10% or something which is what's implied by a silly British gas chart, which I don't trust. I trust Simon Evans on Carbon Brief. Uh, that's still not very much, right? Uh, so what I think is more interesting is why do we get our knickers in a knot about it? Yes. So why do we get our knickers in a knot about it? Uh, because we like getting our knickers in the knot about where gas comes from, and we don't like getting our knickers in a knot about how to use less gas. But why... So, so what, who, in whose interest is it, in the media or the government or whoever, to... to persuade us or sort of you know dangle the carrot in front of us to get our knickers in a knot about gas coming from russia potentially not coming anymore if that's not really going to happen why why are they making us scared about a thing that isn't going to happen there's a lot of answers to that but i think a lot of the people that usually bang on you know about this back in episode 61 where we talked to that alistair cameron about blackouts you Mm. remember and we talked about and brownouts we talked about brownouts as well we did turns out they're different things um and we were talking about like are the lights going to go off because of all this renewables? Yeah. And he was like, no. And you said no as well, though he knows more than you. Um, (laughs) And you said that even though renewables are intermittent or variable, what's the word? Oh, I think it's, yeah, I think it's variable. Yeah. Yeah. One of them, you don't use the word that implies they're unreliable. Right. Um, right. That's right. Because you can predict very accurately what they're going to do but it might just be that you're predicting that they're going to not be spinning around or right. there ain't going to be no suns so and not going to be making any electricity but they're not unpredictable is that like when you say you're going to do something if i know you're going to the pub later in the day i can predict that it's not going to happen that's right yeah yeah um and the point of all that is that the people who've got their hands on the levers of the national grid and are moving things up and down and making sure everything balances repeatedly keep saying it's fine it is fine. So that's about electricity, right? So just be clear, you're talking about the lights going out, electricity, but there's obviously a completely different system for gas, and we use gas to heat our homes yes. predominantly yes. Um, and to cook our foods. Uh, anything else? Um, uh, make plastic. Right, okay. Oh, yeah, there's some industry stuff, isn't there? Industry there's stuff. gas, some industrial processes that require 
burning certain types of coal and gas at very hot temperatures and stuff blah blah blah. yeah yeah okay um but yes but uh, yes that is the case um but the uh all of it whether or not you're talking about the lights staying on or the radiator staying warm it's this kind of fixation there's a whole bunch of type of people who can't imagine a world in which we get energy from something other than setting fire to it basically yeah. <laughs> yes. um and and it, these, yeah. these people usually are not a trillion miles away from the sort of people who think climate change is made up by the red menace in order to enslave us all to perpetual communism um so i'm not saying that is what's going on here but i think the that there is a paucity of imagination that people think like uh unless we have gas and we know precisely where it's going to come from and we've got it all locked down the lights will go out all the radiators will go off but it's not like that so where does that fracking come into all of this because that's about gas as well isn't it predominantly not exclusively but predominantly about getting gas from underneath national parks or you know children or something uh and and, and what are they going to do if we're not using as much gas well yeah you see so this is uh have you heard of a newspaper called the sun uh, yeah, that does ring a bell. Yeah, Ham- hamsters and and things. Yes, Liverpool yeah. hamsters. Yeah, uh, tits. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, they like fracking, and, and that should be on their masthead. <laughs> the Sun, Britain's top quality tabloid. Liverpool hamsters tits. <laughs> oh, you are awful, but I like you. <laughs> They said uh, they'd like some fracking, and this is what they had to say on the 16th of March. We listened to the eco-fantasists over fracking, and now we have hostile Russia heating our homes. After putting our faith in wind and solar power, we are at the mercy of a hostile country to heat our homes. Right, but that that's not true, is it? We're uh, not at the mercy of... Well, not at the mercy of that hostile country. <laughs> no, we're, we're not at the mercy of hostile Russia heating our homes, A. B, uh, you, no one's been listening to the eco-fantasists, if that's is that me. I, think okay, I guess you, so, yeah. yeah. No. no one's been listening to us on account of how people are still trying to frack all over the place. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we haven't got it because local people don't want it, like people what live there, because they don't want a fracking rig put on top of their rotters. <laughs> um, and if it was up to the government, we would have loads of it. So no one's been listening to us in policy anyway uh and see shut your face the sun right okay yeah but it's the same thing isn't it it's the idea that like well we've got to wear british our gas good old british gas you know not british gas but british gas <laughs> you know we've got to get it so that mr putin don't take our stuff but it don't work like that because even if you could go and frack loads uh it might be a lot more expensive because uh, and then like what are you gonna do you're gonna pay more for getting gas out of the ground here than you would do from shipping it in from like qatar <coughs> Do you remember about 10 years ago, all the money fell out? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, I remember it very clearly. There was money. Yes, there were some layman brothers and then there weren't. Yes, they were just laymen. Yeah. 
Very good. Um, thank you. Uh, and yeah, all the money fell out, and all of a sudden we had no economy and no jobs and no ideas and uh, the Tories, right? Yeah. And um, people were going, well, hang on a minute. Here's a load of things we know we need to do, right? We know we need to make some jobs. We know we need to get people spending some money. And we know that we need to do something about this climate change thing. And we know we need to stop old people dying of the cold in their homes. So why don't we go around and like massively insulate the homes of everyone? Basically turn up at the door with a cattle prod in one hand and a roll of lagging in the other and say, Oi, missus. Clear out your loft. This sounds like the beginning of a very bad porn film. <laughs> Oi, Mrs. Clear out your loft. We're going up there or you'll I'm get here to insulate your loft. I'm here to lag your pipes. Who <laughs> filled that cavity in? <laughs> um, <laughs> we could have done that. Um, it would have cost a fair bit of money, but if the government had paid for it, we'd be using like 25% less gas or no, less imports of gas anyway. this is something you're you're referring to as what was known as the green new deal right so it's that whole sort of and this came from the new deal in america where post-recession you put the country back to work by just having a massive state-sponsored program to do something which as you say would be a massive public good sounds like a brilliant idea what happened tories right <laughs> conference ladies and gentlemen and Tarzan. That's you, Mr. Hesseltine. So, is Mrs. Ole right when she gets really cross with me when I come to bed and yes. I have <laughs> and I have freezing cold hands because when I wash my hands and my face at night, I use the, t- the cold tap because I think it's a bit silly to use the hot tap because, you know, that's like using pointless amounts of gas. But she's all cross. What? She's, she's cross because I got cold hands, and she's like, "Just use the hot tap." And I say, "No, it's a waste of gas." And she says, "You're an idiot." So hang on a minute, Mrs. Ole is in bed, yeah. all warm and snuggled up, yeah. awaiting the arrival of Mr. Ole. Well, I don't think she's awaiting. I'm Keenly dreading. Awaiting. Meanwhile, with you, a sorry inevitability. Meanwhile, you are running your hands under a cold tap, yeah, on purpose. No, just and then washing going, my and hands then, and washing my face. And then what? Like, oh, hello, love. Oh. <laughs> You know, just being, just there. and uh, Well, I don't... I, we'd have to ask someone like Dr. Carl whether or not what you were satisfactorily achieving the hygiene that you actually wish to acquire, because I'm pretty sure that cold water does not have the same effects on, like, uh, activating stuff. You know, cleaning stuff. If you wash your hands with hot water and soap, it's better than cold water and soap, isn't it? Is it? I think so. Right. Something to do with science. Right. And stuff. We'll, we'll ask Big Dave about. Yeah, we'll get Big Dave on. Right, Big Dave here. Science says that there is no significant difference between using hot or cold water for washing your hands. As described on the NHS website, experimental studies in the US showed that the temperature of the water when washing hands doesn't make a significant difference to the effectiveness of removing bacteria, but that the length of time and the use of soap does. Like, don't be an ass. She's got enough to put up with already, that poor woman. What with you and the psychotic cat? Like, warm your hands up before you touch Mrs. O. Never thought we'd say all that on a podcast. Things that make you go, Jesus, shit it! Oh, God! So, 
This is a section where everything's scary and terrifying and bad, uh, which we knew anyway, but oh god. So, this week, the thing that's making us poo our little pants is uh, the extinction, or very soon to be inevitable extinction, unless there's a miracle, of the northern white rhino, a magnificent beast, um, and the last male of the species, uh, confusingly called Sudan, even though he was in Kenya. um, It's like they want us to be confused. (laughs) uh, Died at a very ripe old age, but uh, he died and they hadn't managed to breed from him, and Everyone got sad about it. Yeah, I had a bit of an old moment, actually, uh, about oh, all this. Oh, oh, uh, you oh, know, no. a bit of a, everything's terrible. Yeah. Move I mean, it is. Yeah. But we've got to get angry and, you know, despair isn't going to work, is it? We've got to get angry and active. No, and that's right. That's right. And, you know, there are people who are trying to put a spin on it. People trying to say it's all right. I hear two things I've heard for why it's all right. Okay. Uh, thing number one, uh, because they got, uh, they have semen. I've got a fridge full of rhino cum. (laughs) Everything seems a little bit better just when you say the word semen. Fridge full of rhino cum um, and eggs off of the two remaining females. I've got. Sounds like a delicious cocktail. Sounds like a night out in Basingstoke. Hey, I've been to Basingstoke. It's very. No, that is actually. That's quite apt. My dad came down from London a few weeks ago and he said to us, Oh, would you like to go to a restaurant and go out for a meal? What time was it? About past three, four o'clock? It was earlier than that and everything was shut. Couldn't find anywhere, so we ended up in the Wimpy. Um, so they reckon that possibly, uh, you know, uh, what's the word, in vitro fertilisation, test tubes. I- IVF. IVF for rhinos is still a thing. And what they've said is like, look, we know your man, Mr. Sudan's brown bread, but uh, we kind of thought we'd have to do this anyway, so it's not materially changed the prospects for sorting out the species. So that's thing number one. It's, it's obviously not good. There are no more male... Uh, northern. Northern white <laughs> rhinos left. Uh, but they, you know, it was already kind of... It's not like the thing that's buggered it was buggered anyway, but they think they might be able to fix it. Thing number two, and this is a thing that was alerted to us on the Twitter um, via our friend al kennedy oh, yeah. um by a guy who calls himself regular frog very strange isn't it <laughs> she's very strange but regular frog knows about rhinos uh, oh, that's confusing isn't it just and he says that perspective needed that uh your northern rhino white rhino is functionally identical to a southern white rhino apart from slightly bigger head so it's a, it's a slightly different species but like they are basic and i'm just like uh, before anyone writes in to complain and before you tell me off i'm just going on what i'm told right right okay That's what regular frog and his ilk says okay is that, you trust regular frog uh, do well, you? I, I certainly trust regular frog more than i trust for example you right <laughs> so it basically says that there's a northern white rhino and a southern white rhino they are to all intents and purposes kind of the same mission i know it doesn't work like that but he says anyway your southern ones are doing all right the southern ones are doing, well, they're, doing they're doing more than all right aren't they because apparently and i did read this somewhere else after you pointed pointed this out but apparently they were almost wiped out due to hunting uh in like 1900 and something beginning of the 20th century and now there are twenty thousand of them which, you know, is probably lots less than their by rights should be, but 20,000 is, that's a decent population and uh, spread across the continent, I presume. 
There's some stuff in there that's a bit dodgy, though. I mean, remember when we, when we talked to that Chris Packham about this back in episode 24, about uh, some of the things I've read, I confess to not being an expert in this, say that one of the reasons is because very rich Americans pay very large sums of money to come and shoot them rhinos in the face. Right. And the money is then used for, like, saving the other rhinos. That's the that's the basic idea. Uh, which I... Uh, so, firstly, I don't know if it's true. Okay. <laughs> well, firstly, I don't know if it's true. But in general, I've always thought that's a bit complicated mm. as a thing because like complicated isn't complicated. It? complicated yeah shouldn't, yeah. shouldn't ought to be the case but if it's a choice between having no rhinos and some rhinos then I'd have some rhinos however I don't think important clarification all A I don't know exactly what, whether that's going on here and B it doesn't make it all right it just makes it complicated yeah Sustainer Babble of the Week. So, Sustainer Babble of the Week. Oh, it's a good one. This is why we exist. This sort of stuff. There are people in positions of power who try to sound like they're saving the planet when they are not. Uh, And this week, well... I tell you what happened. I received an email from a Conservative MP. Why? Uh, well, I'll come on to that. Uh, his name is James Cleverly, MP. Uh, and um, yeah, I think he's also the Deputy Chairman of the Conservative Party. I'm sure it's called Dave on. Cleverly. Oh, you call Little Dave. It's, it's good. It's, you know. Have you had a good day at school, Little David? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's bigwig in a Tory party. And he sent an email. And the subject line was... I'm haunted. What? Oh, bloody hell. Strange, you know, he's choosing to confide whatever he's confiding in me. Um, And I don't think I was the only person who got this email. I have a feeling this went to a list of people. A list of Conservative members? A list of people like me who have at some point... uh, written to Conservative MPs banging on about the environment and they retaliate by sticking us on their email lists. Uh, Anyway, this was, it turns out, a story about plastics because Mr Cleverly is haunted Mm. having seen all of the stinky plastics in the oceans what off that blue planet. David Attenborough programme. Oh, poor soul. Yes, and, um, you know, he was, it's basically a call to action. He's trying to get people to do something about this. um, Good. You know, given that he is the deputy chairman of the political party that is in charge, that is the government. He has quite a lot of agency to do something about this. Yes. There's loads of things that the government could do. So I thought he's haunted, he's writing to people, he's trying to get action. This is going to be great. This is what he said. If you've seen Blue Planet 2, you'll know how clogged the oceans are with plastic. Our fish and marine life are finding it more and more difficult to survive. It's haunting. And it's our responsibility to fix, for us and for future generations. We're already taking action, massively raising litter fines and banning plastic microbeads from cosmetics. Oh, God, is he... Is he finished? No, 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 there's more. No, he's just he's, he's building, he's, he's painting a picture, Dave. It's a very good, very good, good email. So if you want to clean up our environment, donate £25 today. 
and get a free reusable coffee mug. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, listeners. Now, look, we stuck some merch on our website, which includes designs for uh, coffee cups that we were thinking people might like. But look, if you want instead to have a lovely blue coffee cup with a nice little blue conservative tree on it, um, and you can get one for as little as £25, but you do have the option of donating £250. Uh, Yeah, if you click on the link, you can donate 250 quid as well. Do you get 10 cups for that? No, no, you just get one. But you are doing your bit. Huh. You are doing your bit. Um, oh, can I take this opportunity to ask you a question? Yes, please do. Um, you know how we've got on our website, like, reusable coffee cup things? Mm. Are we being hypocrites and inhoffs and encouraging people to buy shit they don't need? Yes. Um, like, because how many? Uh, this is the thing. I've been reading a thing that's been confusing me this week about oh, no. how many times you got to use a cotton bag before it makes up for the energy used in making a plastic bag and all that. And there's all these studies that have been done, and yeah, people like doing studies, yeah, uh, uh, concluding that like it's not as simple as like plastic bag worse than paper bag worse than cotton bag because it kind of depends what you do with it and where it ends up and all that sort of stuff and i did just kind of think everyone's got these keep cups now everyone's gonna have like 25 keep cups at the moment i've already lost one right obviously if you're going to get one get ours because it's brilliant yeah but in general (laughs) uh do you think everyone's going to end up with like 50 of these and it will be worse for the planet than we started off well in general People need to be responsible, don't they? And yes. like only use things what they need to use and reuse things and all the rest of it. I have faith people will do that. And I mean, I've certainly seen things that say uh, you need to use your keep cup about 14 times um, in order to have to begin saving a plastic, basically, like more plastic. If you use it fewer than 14 times, then more plastic will have been uh, put into that than uh, the equivalent number of 14 coffee cups, right? Right. Does that make sense? Yes. Sort of, yeah. So, but, but Christ, you know, if people are getting a coffee a day, it's only two weeks, and these things are durable. They should last for a good old while. So, yeah. Anyway, we're not the in-hoffs here. No. <laughs> this, we're not babbling. We're babbling a bit. But if you're the government... Right. And you're saying how worried you are about the plastic in the ocean and in the dolphins and in the turtles. Then you can do more than sell some coffee cups. We're the babble, Dave. We can't do naff all. We're not in charge. <laughs> and we're also going broke because of all this podcasting. So we're trying to sell some merch so we can keep babbling about things like this. Yeah, we're not the government. And God knows if we were about to start a list of reasons and ways in which we are hypocritical, that wouldn't be top of it. <laughs> So, reasons to be cheerful. This is the section where we turn a blind eye to all of the Bernie die things and look at stuff which is good. And this week we have a very, very good one, don't we, Dave? What is it now? Yeah, I do like this one. Oh, back in episode 61, we talked about a word that I could not say and I'm going to not be able to say it again squirrels not squirrels (laughs) squirrels not squirrels but drurridge universically shut up drurridge drurridge which is it drurridge i think it's drurridge drurridge it might be drurridge no i think it's easier to say than drurridge i think it's drurridge drurridge but i can't say drurridge anyway that's a place in the north northumberland to be Mm. exact which is the bit in between scotland and the rest right and (laughs) on the right on the right and what they wanted to do up there was to knock a load of it off 
get coal out of it and have this big open cast coal mine up there, what would have been ugly and would have got loads of coal out, right? At yeah. a time when we are supposed to be not doing that kind of yeah. thing. A company called Banks Mining who were prodigious with the babble. So, uh, anyway, your man, Sajid Javid, what is the community's boss in charge of local planning stuff <laughs> secretary, secretary of state, secretary of state. For communities and local government i think yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And i think he got did, wasn't it him that just got an extra one in the last not reshuffle didn't he become housing as well or something yeah right housing communities local government and telling banks mining to <laughs> sod off because that's what he did this week he uh, he uh, the, the local council said yes to it and he said wait a minute local council what about all the climate change i'll have a look at that he had a look at it and he went no nah. So this was a, a, a thing that happens sometimes when a Secretary of State calls in a planning decision, right? Yes. So the council said, yes, Banks Mining, you can have your coal mine. And then loads of people went, oi, what? <laughs> uh, not least because the same government says they don't want to have any coal after, what, 2023 or something? Quite soon. Uh, and so he called in that decision, had a good old look at it. And then, yeah, went uh no and it's a precedent it's uh, i understand it's the first time that a decision of this nature so yes you can build a thing no you can't build a thing has been taken on climate change grounds basically the idea being that if i understand it correctly like just building the thing and running the thing would have had a huge sort of carbon impact and then like it's getting cold out and that's not great anyway and it's good it is a genuine reason to be cheerful now we like on this podcast to smack that government around a bit we like, to call, we like to call them Inhofs. Pretty sure we even called that Sajid Javid an Inhof. Probably, yeah. At some point. I mean, he is a member of the government. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, just, we are equal opportunities, Inhof wanging. We like, we, have, <laughs> we like to call everyone Inhofs from all political persuasions uh, and all parts of business uh, and NGOs and including ourselves. You've been an Inhof before. Have I? Yes, you've been an Inhof several oh, times. Okay, yes. Like, go back and listen to episode 65 when you were in an Inhof then. Don't remember that, but thank you. But I believe the point you're about to make is sometimes when they're not in Hoffy, we have to say, well done. Fair play, government. Fair play, government. That was a not in Hoffy thing you did there. Give them how much as they want? 25 quid, wasn't it? What, for a keep cup? Yeah. Yeah, all right. All right, we'll have a whip round. 25 quid for Saji Javid and the government, um, and you can keep your keep cup. So that is just about it for another episode of Babble 106 in the can. Thank you so much, Dave, for your gas. Mm. Not often I say that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And thank you very much, Arabella, for the magnificent Babble. Thank you too, as ever, to our lovely, lovely friend Dickie Moore, who does the music at the beginning, the end, and the twinkly bits of the podcast. And, of course, thank you to the majestic Arthur Stovall, uh, who's designed that merch. Go and have a look, and he's designed the logos and stuff and all the rest of it. Very nice. Um, Now, we had an email, didn't we, all? Oh, yeah. From a drunk guy. Uh, he'd, <laughs> yeah. been at, he'd been at the source by his own admission. He'd come home from the pub and he wrote us an email basically going, what's the point of all of this stuff if we don't smash capitalism and the government doesn't pull its finger out? What's the, what are you doing telling us about how the Dormouses are doing all right and how we can, like, you know, uh, <laughs> do small things if it doesn't smash capitalism? And he like said, no, 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 let me finish. Let me finish. No, I love you. No, no, I do, mate. I love you. I love you. No, he didn't say that. It's a very coherent email. Uh, uh, 
chap called Matthew Reed. Thank you very much, Matthew, for emailing us. And he makes a very good point. He's basically going, if you keep banging on about how knackered we all are, how everything's buggered, then what's the point? You know, why am I trying to do my recycling and all the rest of it? Trust me, Matthew, we all think that <laughs> half the time. But you've got to carry on. And yeah, you know... <sighs> Everything isn't going to be brilliant, we know that, but it'll be even less brilliant if everyone sits on rounds and goes, what's the point? And as we just talked about there at the end there, like sometimes things happen that just make you go, hang on a minute, like the message is getting through here, not fast enough, but it's getting through here. And uh, maybe we are all in our own little ways by buying keep cups and other merchandise contributing to the smashing of capitalism. <laughs> exactly. Uh, right. Uh, just uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can drop us an email to hello at sustainababble.fish. You can find us on f- uh, Facebook. Uh, just search Sustainababble. How can, in, in this week of all weeks, how can you not remember the word Facebook? Uh, or tweet at us at the Babble Wagon. And uh, let us know uh, through the podcast medium of your choice. If you liked it, give it a good old review. Thanks very much. Right, that's it. I'm rush off. Rush. Uh, I'm ru- I'm rush rushing. I'm. Uh, uh, You're off. I'm going. Yes. Bye. Okay. Good. I'm uh, putting in a shift. Uh, putting in. <laughs> I must go. I'm, oh, I must yeah. go now. Okay, yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>